Hello, Rebel fans. My name is Jason Kelly, and welcome to the Let's Run podcast. Uh, I'm here after the Rebels' disappointing opening night loss to Southern University. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. So the UNLV Running Rebels dropped their home opener to Southern University uh, by a margin of 85 to 71. UNLV came into the game as a 19-point favorite. Um, and yeah, basically this is one of the worst losses in the history of the program. Um, it's hard to overstate how big of a disaster this is. Uh, let's get into the stats of the game. So UNLV was led in scoring by Isaiah Cottrell, who had 18 points, went 8 of 12 from the free throw line, 2 of 4 from 3, and 4 of 6 from the field. DJ Thomas, in his opening game, chipped in 14 points, 4 of 10 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3. Uh, Luis Rodriguez had 15 points, Justin Webster had 8, and Jalen Hill had 11. The Rebels only got 5 points from their bench uh, from Rob Whaley all from Wab Rayleigh, and overall the Rebels shot 66% from the free throw line, 31% from three, and 42% from the field. The Rebels in the first half started off with some promise. Isaiah Cottrell hit a couple of threes. That seemed to indicate a decent offensive performance was going to occur. However, uh, the defense which started out okay, sort of kind of fell apart. Uh, the Rebels seemed unable to guard the pick and roll. Uh, I don't know what strategy. Uh, that's something that I was looking for coming into the game. I wanted to see what type of defense UNLV would run. Uh, it seemed early that they were going to run a head screen with the occasional icing of the ball screen. Um, however, neither of those really seemed to happen at all with any sort of consistency. When they were icing... They didn't have somebody to come and tag the roll man. Uh, the big was getting caught out of place. It was just a disaster. It led to just a lot of open layups underneath the rim. And really, you know, this game was a... It was kind of a perfect storm for the Rebels. Everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. Uh, Southern probably played better than, you know, they're normally going to play. Uh, however, you know, Southern was... Easily, by far, the lowest-ranked team on Kempom on the UNLV schedule, besides Carol MT, which is not ranked because uh, it's a it's not a Division One college. Uh, so this is the worst team the Rebels are going to play all year. At least the computer says so. Obviously, they played well tonight. Uh, UNLV went from being projected seventeen and thirteen to thirteen and sixteen with a losing record. Uh, you know, the, the opponent, I, I, I want to give them credit because, you know, they played great. Uh, you know, they, they deserve to win. They were clearly the better team tonight, but uh, the Rebels didn't really seem to show any passion or urgency. They got kicked in the mouth early. They didn't seem like they had a plan. Uh, it seemed like Southern, uh, when they set up their press, the Rebels just had no response. So let's go over each uh, individual player. Uh, and then we're going to talk about, of course, uh, something I know everybody's interested in is the coaching. So I wouldn't really say that anybody had a particularly good game for the Rebels. Uh, the best player was probably Isaiah Cottrell. Um, in the second half, there was about a six-minute stretch where 
Coach Kruger was playing uh, Rob Whaley uh, instead of him. Uh, Cottrell was just sitting on the bench, and I was wondering if he was injured because he was clearly the, be the Rebels' best player tonight. And Whaley wasn't just bad, he was unplayable. He, he, he did not have any clue how to guard the pick and roll, and it was just giving Southern lap after lap after lap after lap. Um, I know he's young, I know he'll learn, but he couldn't be on the floor tonight. You just couldn't play him. Um, so Cottrell, you know, he showed some flashes of his outside shooting. Um, then you had, uh, I guess I'll go down the roster. You had Jalen Hill tonight, you know, at 6'5". He was supposed to be kind of our, you know, defensive first leader on the team. Um, he played putrid on defense tonight. He was, guys were getting him off the dribble. Um, his offensive game was uneven. Um, it was just, it was really bad. He did not play great, but he was not the worst person on the team. Um, then you had Luis Rodriguez, who had a very forgettable game. Uh, he had a couple threes, but again, his defense was lackluster. Guys were beating him off the dribble. Um, and I didn't think that he brought the ferocity on defense that he did last year to open up, uh, the, uh, open up the season. Uh, finally, we have a couple, few more guys. We have uh, Rob Whaley, who I mentioned before. He came off the bench. He was our big off the bench. Um, and he missed layups. His defense was awful. He just didn't seem like he was ready to play tonight. Uh, not a good performance. Um, you had Elijah Hicks, who came in and just seemed a little overwhelmed. Uh, didn't seem to have a great feel for the pace of the game. Um, and I don't think normally he'll get very many minutes. Uh, you know, the team was missing a lot of its rotation tonight, but he was getting, he was jumping on pump fakes, uh, really struggling to, to get anything going. Uh, finally, it's, it's hard not to talk about DJ Thomas, you know, the headliner of the team. Uh, the first half for him was about as bad of a half of basketball as he probably has ever played in his entire basketball career. Uh, he wasn't handling the ball pressure well. He was overwhelmed by the size of the opponent. He looked uncomfortable. Um, he was a lot better in the second half, but by then the Rebels were in such a big hole and the defense was so bad that it, it didn't really matter. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the rotation. Oh, I'm forgetting Justin Webster. And that's probably because his performance was very forgettable, <laughs> to say the least. Um, there were about five straight open threes that he had in the first half. Mind you, this is the guy who shot 47% uh, from the three-point line last year. Uh, was probably the most accurate three-point shooter in the Mountain West Conference. And no matter how he... <laughs> he was just bricking shot after shot after shot after shot. Um, his defense was, again, terrific. I would say every player's defense tonight was pretty bad. Um... And so, yeah, that's that's pretty much the team. Uh, Jackie Johnson got some, and Carl Jones got a few minutes each. Both were unplayable. Their defense was bad. They they didn't seem to have anything to add tonight. So it's hard, hard, hard to be positive. Um, yeah, it was just a really bad performance from the roster. So uh, let's let's stop talking about the players and let's talk about who's really the blame for tonight, and that is definitely Coach Kruger. So the Rebels tonight just looked flat out unprepared. Uh, they didn't look mentally ready for the game. Uh, they were lacking energy. They were lacking defensive tenacity. Uh, and I was at the Thomas and Mac tonight, and something that I noticed is that there didn't seem to be fire coming from the coaching staff. 
Now, I understand that Coach Kruger is not a yeller and a screamer head coach. He likes to be a calming and a steady presence. But when his team is performing as lifelessly as his team was performing tonight, I have to wonder why he wasn't trying to fire up his guys a little bit more. Uh, he was standing there on the sideline, kind of quiet, never heard him yelling, never heard the assistant's coach yelling. Uh, there was one time where one of the assistants, I think it was Hartman, uh, got a technical foul from the bench. So maybe they were trying to, I don't know, avoid getting another tech. But at the same time, if I was him, I was I would try and be thrown out of the game. I'd be yelling at the refs. I'd be yelling at my players. I'd be trying to show some fire and some passion. Um, Coach Kruger, I think, and I think he does know this. I think he has to understand that Eric Harper is not afraid to fire him. Um, if this season goes like how tonight went, the Rebels will have a losing record. Um, they'll be awful. Um, and he probably won't even make it out of the non-conference. Uh, Coach Kruger's seat is not just warm. It's not just hot. It is engulfed in black flames and thrown into a dumpster. He is in big, big, big trouble. And rightly so. He deserves to be. Um, he's the one that gets paid. Obviously, with NIL, players are paid now, but he's the one that gets paid. He's the one that's responsible for the performance of the team. And even in some of his post-game comments, I didn't feel like he was taking ownership for tonight. Um, you know, being a steady presence as a coach only takes you so far. Uh, and I really do believe that, you know, he he looked timid and scared. I mean, the players looked timid and scared, but he did too. He didn't seem like he was prepared to fire his players up in the event that Southern came out and, and played as well as they did. It seemed like he was treating this game like it was another exhibition game. Kevin, I'm sorry to tell you, but tonight counted. Tonight was a real game. Tonight is the worst loss in years for the Rebels. You know, this this was this was unimaginably bad. And it's hard to see him maintaining keeping this manner and composure up and keeping his job uh this roster uh the only reason we got them was because of you know this this roster has a lot of talent and the fact that we were missing a few players today mean butt kiss against southern you need to beat this team you beat this team who was actually worse last year UNLV played southern last year and they beat them in their opening game 60 66 65 it's unacceptable absolutely unacceptable and I genuinely hope that Coach Kruger is ashamed of himself tonight and ashamed of his team and ashamed of the way that he prepared them. Um, at the end of the day, the buck stops with him. I know I'm speaking rather harshly, but I, I do feel like uh, the criticism is merited tonight. So let's talk about how the rest of the non-conference is going to have to go in order for him to still be employed. So UNLV's next game is Saturday, this Saturday, the 11th against Stetson. Stetson is ranked uh, actually much higher than Southern was um, in Ken Palm. Uh, UNLV was projected to win that game by 25 points. Now it's not projected to win that game uh, sorry, by, by as many points. It's projected to win up 79-71. Um, so UNLV's next two games are against Pepperdine and against Stetson. Winning these two games and getting our record to two and one is not going to quiet, uh, any of the fears or anxieties about this team. It's not, it's going to mean 
but kiss if UNLV, you know, and I know that, you know, that UNLV needs to win these next two games, but UNLV is not really going to, it's not going to mean very much. Uh, they, they need to win these next two games. They need to win them dominantly. And they need to show that they have a defensive identity, that they can play defense against a basic pick and roll. They need to be able to show that because tonight they couldn't. Um, so Re the Rebels will have to win these next two games. If they lose either of these next two games, um, I don't think that Harper is the one to fire somebody midseason, and especially not this early. But if they come out of the non-conference with a losing record, um, I would not expect him to be Coach Kruger to be the head coach at the start of the Mountain West play. Um, their non-conference schedule is not a murderer's row. They should be able to win some of these games. And I fully expect them to play better than they played tonight. I, I do think tonight was somewhat of an aberration. I, I don't expect this team to be this bad all year. The problem is, even if this team is better all year and does play up to their standard, that's still no guarantee that Coach Kruger won't get canned. You know, they have to make the NIT or the NCAA tournament. And so your steps, Coach Kruger, to keep your job, I'll give them to you right now. UNLV will have to beat Stetson and Pepperdine on November 11th and, and November 17th. And by the way, I feel horrific for Henry and Anderson Hans, a UNLV legend who deserves to have a big crowd at his jersey retirement and will not now because the Rebels crapped the bed in their opening game and nobody's going to want to come and watch their team lose to Stetson University. And Anderson Hunt deserved better. Uh, he deserved to have a nice, decent crowd there and to have a hyped fan base. And he's not going to get that now because people aren't going to show up. And can you blame them? People want to watch a winner. They'd rather go see Barry Odom and the UNLV football team play well. Um, so yeah, they have to beat Bethan and Pepperdine. Then then they go into their big game stretch. They play Florida State, uh, Colorado or Richmond, Akron, Dayton, Loyola Marymount, Creighton, uh, and St. Mary's. And coaches got to win half of those, if not more. This, you know, if, if the Rebels have more than two or three losses coming out of the non-conference, uh, there's going to be blood to play. And it's not going to be good. So... UNLV's got a really tough stretch in the non-conference. And if they play like they played tonight, they're going to lose every single one of those games. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I do not think this team is actually this bad. I, I do not. I, I think they're, they will rebound. They will improve. Um, I sure as heck hope that Coach lights them, light the fire under them because tonight was just plainly unacceptable. Uh, I was at the Thomas and Mac, and the crowd was, you know, there wasn't a big crowd, and there were students there that showed up to support them. You know, uh, Eric Harper, the AD, is really trying his best to get students out to come, to come and watch, but nobody's going to come and see a loser, and nobody should, frankly. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is one of the darker nights in the history of the UNLV basketball program. It's bad. Um, be angry. Expect better. Uh, because this was just frankly unacceptable. So I feel like I'm rambling now, and so I don't want to do that. I don't want to waste anybody's time. Uh, but no Rebel fans that you're not alone. Uh, if you care about this team and you care about Las Vegas, I'm here with you. Uh, send me a message on Twitter. You know, reply to one of my posts. 
I will engage and talk to you and we'll, we'll get through this. But you know, if, if things don't turn around, uh, quickly and the only way they're going to turn around quickly is if UNLV turns into a completely different team, uh, this could be a long, long, long season with a very painful firing of by all accounts, a good man in, in coach Kruger and nobody wants to fire him, but, uh, sorry, dude, you know, you're a professional, you get paid, you're going to be held to a high standard. So yeah, that's pretty much going to do it. I will not do a, a pregame podcast before the game on Saturday. I'll just tell Rebel fans to look out for our, our defense, see what kind of coverage we run. If we're hedging or icing ball screens, um, our defense tonight was, frankly, inexplicably bad. I didn't think our offense was actually that bad. I, you know, We missed a lot of open shots in the first half, but this team has to win on defense. And if our defense doesn't improve, we're not going to win very much. Um, so look out for our defense on Saturday. Uh, I will not uh, actually be in the Thomas and Mac. I'm going to be up in Utah on vacation. Um, but yeah, I, uh, we, we got a hole to dig out of. And Rebel fans, you're not alone. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful night. I hope that this loss didn't sour your mood too much. Um, and I certainly hope, hope that uh, Kevin Kruger is sleeping with the air conditioning tonight in his house because... Uh, there is a fire around him wherever he walks. He is on hot, hot, hot coals, and he better be careful. Um, nobody wants him. The, the worst thing that could possibly happen to this program is having to start over again. So I am not calling for his job, and I want him badly to succeed, but at some point, he got to win. Anyway, my name is Jason Kelly. This has been the Let's Run Podcast. Uh, I hope you all have a wonderful night, and let's run. Let's run.